Satan's Should old acquaintance be forgot for days of all things? Everyone knows the words to that classic. We'll take a cup of kindness, dear, for all. The most famous version of that song is the instrumental by Guy Lombardo. So, <laughs> most fa- <laughs> yeah, the the most uh, uh, famous version of that song, I believe, is sung by uh, the cast of It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, so that oh, was yeah, that was the yeah. number one single uh, on on the fucking <laughs> on the fucking charts was uh, the original cast recording <laughs> <laughs> by It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Broadway. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, that movie, you know, you gotta love, you gotta love It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, people remember it as the movie about a guy who, you know, sees the world if he was never born. But that is honestly not the plot of that movie. That is simply the climax. That is yeah, the, yeah. the last 20 minutes of that two hour movie are a guy seeing what it would be like if he didn't exist. The premise of It's a Wonderful Life is everyone kicks george bailey in the nuts yes <laughs> that is yes. the premise of it's a wonderful life and uh and a director who like <laughs> just uh it's a wonderful life obviously a beautiful movie just like, directed by a war bond salesman <laughs> yes uh it's a it's a movie that i uh, it would be a holiday classic, but I often don't watch it just because I'm like I, I I can't cry. I'm not in the I cannot. I'm not emotionally prepared. Cannot to take cry. two hours of this guy just getting just getting uh, mercilessly beaten. But like, there's this something you know, like George Bailey gets gets kicked in the dick nonstop in that whole movie, uh, and and then you find out that the guy who made that movie like just hated the new deal and fdr and it's like <laughs> you buddy found out, you found out it was directed by mr potter you find yeah. out, <laughs> found out that mr potter directed the film it doesn't make a lot of sense uh he's uh frank capra amazing filmmaker obviously but uh just there's a, there's a connection not being made. In a problematic brain. fave, okay, <laughs> Frank Capra. A problematic, a problematic Frank. A problematic Frank. Uh, welcome back to the Capra Cast, uh, where we are going through the cinematic works of Frank Capra, uh, oh film boy, by I hope film. This episode... We are in the twenty seventh straight week of watching uh, military newsreels. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did he do It Happened One Night? <gasps> yes, I believe I, he did. Um, I think that's the only other Capra that I've seen. That's entirely that. possible. It Happened One Night, a film that I watched in film school, and I was like, yes. oh, what a picture. So funny. And then I watched it again last year um, with the with the ex-wife. And that is just one of the most, I mean, it's just one of the most deeply sexist films you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life. And I know it's from the 30s, you know, a mm-hmm. deeply sexist period of human history. But, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you don't get the same level of sexism when you're watching, like, a Katherine Hepburn comedy. It doesn't matter whether it's Cary Grant or Spencer Tracy. I feel like 
just it, it happened one night is exceptionally sexist even for the period at which it was made it's really yeah. fucked it's very and, fucked and i think it's kind of from that era and i'm not saying this is right at all but i think it's kind of from that era where they're like well it's okay if it's sexist because clark gable's hot and it's like, no, it doesn't, that's not how that works. Listen, <laughs> no one is on the other side of the Clark Gable is hot issue, okay? We all agree, but that does not, does not cancel out. That does out. not excuse his uh, actions. Yeah, yeah. My, my misogynist bae. Go check out my Clark Gable fan cam. Um, <laughs> fucking, fucking great. Fucking Clark Gable army. Um, yeah, it's absolutely, it's absolutely great. Oh, we didn't do the usual way that we start. Um, I've got podcast. one if you want. If I've got one if you want to do one. Okay. Uh, who am I? Vern. <laughs> Kevin Lana Matrix. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Vern. Another year come and gone. That's why we were yes. singing "Odd Lang Syne, uh yes, yes, fifteen yes, minutes yes. ago, and um, <laughs> and it's been a long while since we recorded a Kevin. Um, yes. Can't can't tell you the last time that we did it. Uh, but it's been a while. And uh, uh, there's a, there is there's a lost cavern that uh, that did not make the cutting room floor because we were trying to record it while I was in a moving vehicle. And, bad I- bad uh, idea. <laughs> and that was no reception whatsoever. And there's a few other. Uh, uh, it's been you've heard it here. Oh, geez. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, 2022 or 2021 has been a. A weird year. It's a been difficult a weird year. year. <laughs> and uh, you heard it here first. And, yeah, we're the uh, first to really a... point it out. I don't know if anybody else has noticed. Um, yeah, if you, a, and if you look life. back, yeah, if you look back at like any part of 2021, you you could kind of like if you really pay attention, you can see like, oh, that was kind of weird. Um, hmm, uh, this but, seems abnormal. Yeah, that, uh, but uh, that uh, that weirdness uh, made our our schedules go cuckoo. Uh, but Oh, I'm sorry. My clock just went off. What did they make our schedules do? <laughs> it made our uh, our it made our schedules go ooga. Oh, I'm sorry. My submarine just pulled up. What did they make our years do? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're supposed to do comedy in threes, but I don't have a third one. I don't so. have a third sound effect. Sorry, the sound effect yeah. board is uh, it's broken. It's yeah. under maintenance. Yeah, um, <laughs> so I'll just play some out of context Trump clip. Get her out of here. Uh, so that was great. Um, <laughs> let me play that clip of him talking to the kid about Santa Claus. He's like, "Do you st- do you believe it's, in Santa Claus?" It's You're marginal, seven. It's right? marginal, right? <laughs> Which okay, talking ta- talking ta- to a seven year old like he's like making a business deal. Okay, <laughs> terrible man. You know, horrible man. Horrible, awful, awful president. Awful human. He's got a some plague. jokes. <laughs> he had yes. some funny bits. Yes, um, and we all never. We all very rarely intentionally funny. Nope. Uh, but, nope. Uh, but whenever he was unintentionally, like, if you can look past the fact that, like, I don't know, he kind of, he's like the whore of Babylon, and he probably brought about the end of the uh, world. He was, a, he was past- a horrible orange monster, but at the same yeah. time, he got jokes, and uh, that's, yes. the, that's, that's the way it has to be. Um, but, but Vert, another year come and gone. And yes. um, I, th- I think, you know, as is tradition in uh our 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 culture we like to look back on a year that is that has come and gone uh and and you know i'm uh lonely and you're unemployed and we felt like recording a podcast (laughs) um so i think it's time to talk about 
perhaps Kevin's favorite things of 2021. A rough year, but you know... These are a few of our favorite things. You know, number one, when the dog bites. Um, number two, when the bee stings. Number three, when I'm feeling yes. sad. Um, yes. I simply remember my favorite things, and then I don't feel so bad. Somehow that That's became our... a Christmas song? <laughs> Somehow, you know, <laughs> you know, that just like I, random ass song from The Sound of Music, I guess it, I, because I it mentions to... material objects. <laughs> I listen. I, yeah, and that makes sense. Uh, I, I watched Scrooged for the first time this year. Uh, Bill Murray Scrooged. Uh, yeah. Uh, Richard Donner. Uh, oh, and, shit. Uh, and You'll it's, believe uh, amazing... a man can Scrooged. <laughs> and it's amazing how that movie, uh, and they try, they try to turn, uh, like, think of your fellow man. Put a little love in your heart. They try to turn that into a Christmas song. Put a little it love works. In your heart. Uh, it works, but uh, I, I never think of that as a Christmas song. But that movie tries. That movie tries. Interesting. Bold choice. Uh, when there's so many public domain Christmas songs, you wonder why they really tried to push that one through and whose decision that was. What studio made that one and what record company put out that song? Because I smell a conspiracy. Mm. Because I that smell, could. you know, if that was a Warner Media kind of, kind of, kind of switcheroo trying to make themselves a little Christmas classic. That uh, that could very well be be a thing. Also, that whole movie was just, uh, uh, please, Bill Murray, please come back to acting. Please, we'll do anything. Please, please make us money. Um, and so he he might have known a guy in that band or something sure because it's bill murray yeah when you Uh, when they fucking faxed him at a kinko's to get him to do their movie um he must have known a guy in whatever band that is yeah um so yeah that sounds about right this is what when does scrooge come out is that a late 80s early 90s kind (sighs) of four okay so uh four years after ghostbusters so oh, okay so can... not as late as i thought um, so if we can figure out when ghostbusters came mm, out. impossible to say yeah uh, uh, no i one... only know i only know that from from reading up about it afterwards uh bill murray and eventually we'll talk about the year 2021 nah. but uh <laughs> bill murray really did not want to do the first Ghostbusters movie. I'm and shocked. you can learn that information by watching the first Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> watching his movie. performance in the first Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the deal was, he was, I will do your Ghostbusters movie if you let me make this movie called The Razor's Edge. Correct. That is all about my feelings about John Belushi passing away. Correct. And they're like, fine. And, Whatever. Uh, no. And the only person in the world who was interested in The Razor's Edge was Bill Murray. So that movie bombed at the box office. Sure. Uh, And Bill Murray's like, all right, I'm done acting. I'm retired. Well, that's it. Uh, And then he comes back late 80s, early 90s for uh, Scrooge. And then just like the most uh, apathetic performance you've ever seen from Bill Murray, which is saying something, in uh, Ghostbusters 2. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) Majority of that movie, he doesn't even wear the Ghostbusters uniform. Nope. Like he just <laughs> does wearing, not like a bathrobe or something. Like, yeah, he just does he, not care. He will not even put on the brown jumpsuit in Ghostbusters <laughs> Two. Uh, it's a it's a good bit. Um, anyway, and that's before uh, our our boy uh, who may come up later on this very podcast. Uh, oh, Wes Anderson oh. revitalized Bill Murray and uh, found true. a new layer to his uh, to his persona. Um, and uh, produced all of my favorite Bill Murray performances. 
Yeah, there's uh, there's a handful more for me. Like uh, I really enjoy him in a Lost in Translation. Oh uh, sure, sure. And there's a there's a handful of other things. Uh, stripes. Murray, uh, first half of Stripes. stripes. Yeah. Uh, he uh, there's he almost retired after Broken Flowers uh, as well. Wow. There's twice. Where... Honestly, that could have been a good way. That could have been a yeah. good way to go. A Jarmish. Yeah. If I could retire yeah. on a Jarmish, that's exactly what I would do. If I could. Start on a genre that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> are you shitting me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> it's just gladly be in a Jarmish. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it sounds good actually. Uh, yeah. Where do I sign up? Uh, and then you know you can get to make the ultimate hangout movie, which is the dead don't die, and uh, you know <laughs> the ultimate yeah buddy comedy starring Adam Driver and Bill Murray as our favorite. Uh, oh, buddies. it's a. It's a it's a hangout movie because that movie was just made as an excuse for everyone to hang out together. That was like, and honestly, you cannot good for them. tell me you cannot tell me there is any bolder aspirations for that movie other than like <laughs> I want to hang out with Adam Driver and Bill Murray. Ah, zombie cop movie. It's fine. Sure, <laughs> zombie comedy in twenty nineteen or something. You know, like fuck it. Yes. Sure. Anyway, twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Not yes. not the year of Dead Don't Die. Sadly, um, though the year of uh, Hangout uh, horror comedy Werewolves Within, which was oh. very good. <laughs> That's Ooh, my review thought, of Werewolves Within. Uh, I I thought we were going into your list already. But... No, didn't make the list. Did not make the cut. Uh, but worth uh, the the rental fee. I will say, if you need something to add to your your horror comedy uh list you know your your army of darkness your cabin in the woods your tucker and dale versus evil i gotta recommend werewolves within i'm i've noted that recommendation i gotta check that out sam richardson was his year uh he's a very funny man sir not appearing on this list but he did (laughs) werewolves within he did tomorrow war he did i think you should leave he was in some other stuff he was in ted lasso season two it was sam richardson's year Gotta love it. Happy for him. But Good again, for him. none of his movies appearing on this list. Because this is not a <laughs> list of films. This is a list of things. Yes. Uh, though, uh, I'm sure there's at least one film on both of our lists. There's one film on mine. I tried to limit it to, you know, I have, uh, uh, I try not to double up on any medium. You know, I try not okay, to okay. try not to double up on anything. I really wanted to diversify the list. Because my, my okay. list of, like, my 40 favorite films of the year will be published soon enough um, Mm -hmm, because there mm -hmm. were like 40 movies I really enjoyed this year. I wanted to, I wanted to space it out. I wanted to diversify a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even limit myself to things that came out this year, (laughs) but they were things that I personally enjoyed this year. There is a thing on my list that is, there's a, it's a little, it's a little fuzzy. If you want to uh, contribute it to this year or not, it's a little okay. like, eh, but uh, we'll get there. Sounds great. Um, so uh, I uh, refused to uh, pare down my list past six. I simply couldn't do it. Um, so okay. I will go first because I am a deviant. I'm a little, okay. I'm a little scamp. Um, so uh, 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 my first. Now this is these are in no particular order. This is not a okay. ranked list on my end. I don't know if yours is. Kind of, sorta. Um, I, 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 I have things that I. Some of the things on here are just like it's really good. That's the only thing I can say about it. Hey, well, there you go. Uh, uh, and so uh, there are the things that I have like a little bit more to say about. I'm saving for the for the end of my list. Sure. But it's mostly uh, mostly a non-ranked thing. Love it. Love that for you. 
I uh, love that for us. So I'll, I'll do the first one that I've already kind of tipped tipped my hat to a little bit. Um, the 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 film on my list that I've decided to highlight um, oh. from a director that I adore. Um, okay. And I don't, I don't love all of his movies, but when he releases a new movie, I say, check please, one ticket, admit one. Um, and I go down to the Cinemaplex and they rip my ticket, uh, or more accurately, they scan my smartphone. And I, I, I line up every time. Doesn't matter. And again, I would honestly say, like, this guy's like 50-50. You know, there's several of his films that I love. There's several that I don't particularly care for. But he's in a, he's an appointment viewing for me. Um, because he is completely unique. And people like to dismiss his movies before they even come out. Because he's like, ah, oh, this guy's doing his thing again. Oh, this mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we sh- Oh, I hate his completely unique, unparalleled style of- <laughs> <laughs> that makes him immediately identifiable. Ooh, can't believe he's doing that again. I can't believe he's making movies the one the way they want to be made. Let's sand that off. Let's really like make it anonymous. Let's really do everything we can to remove the personal stamp from from films, please. Um, so every time he's coming out with a new movie, we go through the same cycle over and over again, and then the movie comes out, and people are like, "Yeah, that was okay." And then two years later, they're like, "Oh, that was really good, actually. That was great." <laughs> Happens. Every time. It's unbelievable the degree to which that can be predicted. Um, And this time I said, no, I am going to admit early on how good this thing is and just embrace it and just welcome it. Okay. Not not even uh, my favorite movie or the quote unquote best movie I saw this year, because I think that would be Licorice Pizza. I think that would be the best movie that I saw this year. Um, You know, warts and all. Uh, I think there was uh, just an excellent, Uh. excellent film. Pimples and all. Pim- hey, am I right? Hey, a movie about uh, young people where they actually have acne? I mean, <laughs> a miracle. Um, that is not the movie that I've decided to highlight. Because if I'm being okay. honest with myself, because if I'm just being truthful about what film I enjoyed the absolute most that came out in the year of our Lord 2021, that movie is The French Dispatch, directed by Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Uh, uh, Vern, have you seen this film? I have not gotten an opportunity to see this movie yet. Um, as I spoke, as I said to you off camera, uh, I've had a real start-stop, touch-and-go relationship with movie theaters this year. Uh, every time I think, like, you know what? I, I feel good. I feel safe about going to a movie theater. I go to a movie theater and I go, what have I done? Uh, <laughs> so I have not gotten an opportunity to see French Dispatch. However, uh, the real Wes Anderson head in this household, my wife, my wife. has seen it. Uh, and she enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> I, it's, a, it's a thing that I, I know that I would enjoy. Um, it It's already out on DVD and Blu-ray. Is already? It? Is it? Yes. Um, uh, I, wow. I just saw on Tuesday that my beloved Top Hat video has received it. And so I will be uh, seeing it very shortly. As well you should. Um, um, yeah, I need to pick that up uh, immediately, actually. It's, but uh, do I wait for the Criterion on this one? Do I wait a couple you, of years and just grab the Criterion? Because I have this French, I have this Grand Budapest uh, Hotel DVD that I've just been mm-hmm. like, do I pay money to upgrade to the Criterion Blu-ray <laughs> for this movie I've already bought? But I've already watched this DVD like four times. So it's not as if I didn't get my money out of it. This is a good point. This is a good point. Uh... I, uh, much to consider. Uh, the, uh, I was, uh, one of the times I did go to the theater this year, uh, they had, uh, in the lobby, not one, 
not two, not three, but four individual French Dispatch posters. Good, uh, yes. which I which I loved seeing. They were all very different, and I and I saw that in the uh, the little credits on the bottom of the posters. It had all the ingredients of my favorite Wes Andersons. Uh-huh. I saw a story by credit that included Jason Schwartzman and Roman Coppola in there. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, yeah, you know, like, uh, and uh, I think on one of our shows, we've talked about how much I love the Darjeeling limited mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the Darjeeling limited was uh, a, a, a three men in a baby situation. The three men being <laughs> Wes Anderson, Roman Coppola, Jason Schwartzman, and the baby being the Darjeeling limited. Uh, so, uh, I already like their first kid. I know I would like their second kid. Correct. It just uh, hasn't happened yet. You're absolutely going to. Um, you know, if you've seen a Wes Anderson movie, you have a general idea of what to expect here. But this is like Grand Budapest mode, Wes Anderson. This thing is fucking okay. slick. It is fucking tasty. Every frame, a fucking feast. And he's also, but he's also doing all these new things. He's trying out new tricks. He's coming up with some exceptional fucking gags in this movie. He's added Ooh. some new members to his repertoire of actors, his company, that I think... I, it, it's yeah. unbelievable that they haven't gotten there before. Like, Jeffrey Wright is unbelievable in this movie. He's so wow. excellent. And his and the movie is three, like, short stories. Um, mm-hmm. So it is... And his is the third and final. And it is uh, exceptional and touching and beautiful. But you also have, like, the Benicio Del Toro, Leia Seydoux story at the beginning. You have the Timothy Chalamet, Francis McDormand story in the middle. They're all excellent. They're all funny. This movie is unbelievable on a level of uh, practical and visual effects. They're doing shit in this movie that I think is on another level. And the fact that people can look at that and just be like, yeah, it's Wes, and just like put it in the <laughs> put it in the maybe pile. It infuriates me to no end, and I will uh, be writing many sternly worded letters uh, to to uh, reviewers around the world uh, because this movie I, I just found to be endlessly joyful. I saw it in the theater two times, and you, uh, uh, I will watch it many more. You did like uh, uh, you pointed out like it really is having seen the four posters. As well, I say they had four posters, but they also had the big cardboard stand. Um, it it really is like actors the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's everybody. The, it, the the stand looks like the Sergeant Pepper uh, album yep. cover, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it probably doesn't even have every notable person in the movie, um, or every person that makes a note, or uh, and also some of those like incredibly famous and beloved people are around for one scene. Um, I swear to God, some of them don't even have lines, you know, it's just like, he, he just, he, he has this beautiful company and he keeps telling these, like, he paints these beautiful pictures with his world and his, you know, symmetrical design and the beautiful colors and the beautiful framing. And always people overlook how like profoundly sad and introspective these movies are on top of all that. And, and this one that was so binned by so many people as being like, disposable or fluffy has just this beating heart core to it uh, that i adore Uh, so the french dispatch um if i'm just being honest my film of 2021 i loved it how about that how about it uh, if i weren't uh on a a matrix deep dive right now uh the french dispatch would be the next thing i go to uh the it'll it'll be a nice uh, palate cleanser whenever i'm finally out of the 
the War of the Machines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you gotta, you gotta fit, you gotta, you know, you gotta defend Zion. You can't give up on Zion. Yes. Yeah. You gotta fucking finish it yes. off. Because uh, uh, Resurrections would was be, great as well. So I'm sure Morpheus would that. be very upset with me if he found out that I took a break from fighting the War on the Machines to read a newspaper. So uh, <laughs> to read the New Yorker, uh, and also yes, the uh, New Yorker uh, named the French Dispatch its movie of the year, which is. Deeply hilarious if you have seen uh, the film The French Dispatch. <laughs> That's a good bit on behalf of The New Yorker. Uh, so that is my that is my first item on our list. Okay. okay. Um, sorry, I know that took a while, but... It's all good. It's all good. Uh, I've got a lot of things on my... i got a few things on my list that are the most I can say about them. It's like, hey, this is really good. I like this. So hey. it's all, it'll, it'll balance out. Um, I'm going to jump around on my list, but it means nothing to you because no one can physically see my list. Nope. Uh, I'm going to talk about my video game of the year. Ooh. And uh, this is the one where it's questionable if it counts as the video game of the year because a version of it did come out this year, but it's not known as a 2021 thing. Y'all, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Okay. Y'all, I don't know. I can't explain it. But at some point during this year, I just thought, like, man, I just want to drive around in Vice City and listen to 80s music. And they came out with a remaster of it. And the remaster's got some problems. It's got some technical errors. But, man, in this world gone mad, it feels really good just to casually drive around a big city listening to 80s music. It feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just... Uh, and you know, there's obviously there's more game to it than just that. Uh, but a lot of my time spent with it this year has just been, Oh, I want to drive that car. Oh, I want to drive to that place. Ah, I like this song. And, uh, and it's been great. It's been a great, like, uh, it's, 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 it's been a kind of a palate cleanser. Uh, just come home from a, from an off day or a rough day, and I go, I did drive around now, and it's been wonderful. Hell yeah, Game dude. of the year. <laughs> yeah, game of the year, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Um, a game that came out, <laughs> fucking, who the hell even, who the hell even knows? I, I think at least a decade ago. Yeah, you know uh, what? Oh, more. More than that. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto 4 came out a decade ago. <laughs> good point, uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, uh, hell yeah, dude, I love that. It's <laughs> an ugly... Uh, it's the game is like uglier than homemade soap, and uh, it got a lot of like you listen to the commercials on the radio, and it's like oh, this stuff uh, is very problematic. These but, jokes did not age well. Yes, uh, but I don't know, man. Like drive around, you can be around people and not worry about getting a horrible disease. <laughs> no one like, in my city has the fucking plague. No, <laughs> it's. I don't, I, it's just, uh, it's been uh, nice and cozy. And it says something about the state of our world where Vice City, <laughs> where the first name of the city is Vice. Hell is yeah. cozy and warm. But, the subtlety uh, of a fucking sledgehammer, my dude. Yeah. But yeah, my, that's, that's my, that's the first thing I want to talk about is Grand Theft Auto Vice City. <laughs> I love it. I love it deeply. <laughs> I love that choice. That's a bold fucking swing. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, let's what's, see. Let's see. Yeah, what's next on your list? What's next what on me? About? Well, mine uh, equally 
did not uh, come out this year. Uh, there actually was a piece of media from this property that came out this year, but I am not discussing that because it was not particularly good. Um, okay. It, it is also about crime in people oh. with uh, questionable fashion sense. Uh, Vern, my uh, second <laughs> uh, favorite uh, item of 2021 uh, was the television show The Sopranos. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, I have heard of The Sopranos, yes. Like so uh, many, um, I... <laughs> Got into the Sopranos in quarantine. Uh, that was there okay. were there were articles written about how many people were watching the Sopranos in, in the middle of uh, the pandemic, either for the first time or revisiting it. Um, <laughs> I got us, you know, the show uh, debuted in 1999. It um, <laughs> uh, changed so much of television. There are so many shows that have come after that are directly descendant from yes. uh, the television show The Sopranos, and I gotta say. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good show. Um, spending so much time, spending, you know, like seven months of my life or something like that. Maybe like, maybe it was only like five months. Um, watching the seven seasons of The Sopranos and spending time with these horrible, hilarious characters and mm-hmm. living in this world in this beautiful, soulful, sad piece of television, watching, you know, the mobster go to therapy. Um, <laughs> no one oversold this piece of television. It is uh, breathtaking and beautiful and and thrilling and interesting and dreamlike uh, all throughout. And I, uh, I, I loved uh, spending time with it. I loved reading uh, the book uh, Soprano Sessions by Matt Zoller Seitz and Alan Sevenwall alongside my viewing of The Sopranos as a great Ooh. sort of dissection, a great critical companion to the show uh, that only increased my love of it. Uh, but I, I cannot recommend it enough. Streaming in its entirety on HBO Max, The Sopranos. You know, Check it uh, out. <laughs> The Sopranos is responsible for one of the hardiest laughs I've had all year long. Um, as you alluded earlier, uh, well, you didn't allude, you, you said it. Um, I'm unemployed. And, uh, this, uh, long, 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 long story, but the company I worked for got bought out and, uh, suddenly, uh, how do I, just the normal things that happen with a buyout happened. Uh, a lot of people felt like they got stepped on, uh, and pushed to the side. And, uh, there was one person I worked with, um, who, who, who checked out. Uh, who checked out a lot earlier than I did, uh, and their their job was that they were supposed to answer phone calls, and uh, I went to go see them because they were my buddy, and uh, their phone was ringing, but they just they were sitting there watching The Sopranos because <laughs> they were so checked out. <laughs> they <laughs> uh, and I I thought that was super funny just to. Uh, just like that's where we're at right now. We just we don't care anymore, and we're watching. This, we're getting paid to watch The Sopranos at work. I Hell it. yeah, that's where uh, we're at. Uh, yeah. In this year, that was actually pretty phenomenal for like workers' rights in the United States. Something we had yeah. really like thrown in the fucking toilet for forty years. Uh, thanks Reagan. It uh, it yes. was really like in this banner year for workers' rights. I'm glad we've all also latched on to the Sopranos. I think that's great. Yeah, there's there's two steps you make that you can take if you're if you're not happy with where you're at, and that's either you know like walk out 
or uh, watch The Sopranos at work. And uh, <laughs> my buddy Hannah decided to watch The Sopranos at work. And well, that's the latter. I'm, I'm cool with that, too. And um, if you uh, tell on your boss that your uh, buddy is watching Sopranos at work, you're fucking scab. You're, absolutely. You're a class traitor. <laughs> uh, and you yes. should be shot. Um, I, uh, I I do not support uh, Sopranos Busters. No, absolutely uh, <laughs> not. Or Ghostbusters. Honestly, get them out of here. Not yeah. on my 2021 favorites list. Um, any form of ghost busting. Uh, I saw the the ghost toy uh, whenever I was at Target, and ah. uh, it made me so sad. <laughs> Just so, so sad. So sad. That they made an action figure... Not of a man while he was al- not of a man who is dead while he was alive, but an action figure of a dead man while he's dead. While he's a ghost, that's something, ain't that something? It's it's so sad. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, there's they've still only made one good Ghostbusters movie, and uh, we'll probably stay that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's fine. I think it's okay if there's only one good Ghostbusters. We can all just move on with our lives. This has been a Talkback Podcast.